Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Captain Carrington. Tonight I am joined by CSP. Hey. <laughs> I, I told you guys that I wanted to do this on a weekly basis, and I've been working on putting together my own show, um, but getting it where I want it to be has proven to be a, a bit of work. Um, so in the meantime, here I am. And um, I just want to emphasize that you know, I haven't, this isn't an effort for like, hey, Carrot, this is a bunch of stuff I want to say. Let's do a Mixler thing. Like, I don't have an agenda. I haven't written down talking points. Um, this is really um, just like an opportunity uh, to put myself and my office out there to talk about things that people want to hear about. So hopefully the audience will be uh, engaged and help us out a little bit. So, yeah, so it's, is it, I am definitely looking forward to when your your show gets going because you always deliver an interesting opinion, whether or not what, an interesting point of view, whether or not one agrees with it or not. It's certainly something to listen to and sometimes debate properly because hopefully, hopefully, as we've all dreamed from the very start, from the very start of the Mixler interviews and things, that it would get people, but hopefully as well the private media and the as well as the EBC staff to actually get in and dissect what people are saying mm -hmm. I presume you are looking forward to some articles debating you yeah I mean that's that's the easy part that's the fun part it's it's you know formatting it figuring out how you're gonna bring it in in a unique way that's worth listening to that's the hard part so I'm looking forward to it but it's a work in progress interesting to see the state of everything and how discussion has got moved on since our interview nearly two weeks ago now, isn't it? Twelve days, yep. Twelve days. How do you feel the job of Prime... Uh, not Prime Minister. Uh, sorry, I've been watching <laughs> Yes Prime Minister again. <laughs> how do you feel the job of Vice President has been going? Um, I mean, it's definitely been frustrating. Um to say the least. I think maybe we had underestimated how difficult it would be to transition after Trinian stepped down. It hasn't been a comfortable transition, that's that's for certain. And there are obviously issues that are, you know, being talked about out in the open that have wasted some time and political capital. So yeah, I mean overall it's it's been kind of a tough slog, but I am really happy. Um that there haven't been major disruptions in the business of everyday government. Yes, the, the ministries do seem to have been ticking over pretty decently. With... Yeah, no, no, nothing has uh, <laughs> nothing has been imperiled, which which is always a good sign. Yes, it's, it it has been pointed out that any sort of transition that isn't at an election is always going to be on the back foot because it doesn't have the full time to get started and then has barely any time to prove itself after it gets started. Do you feel yeah. do you feel you'll be able to show show your colours before the elections? Uh, especially since standing starts on Monday, doesn't it? It could, yeah. Um I don't know how far we're realistically going to get and and honestly at 
this point, my expectations are to just keep, keep going day after day. Um, and not, I, I, we've sort of, I think we've lost illusions about transforming Europa in 30 days. Um, I certainly had grander thoughts, um, when, when him asked me to be his vice president. Um, but I don't think that's anybody's fault. I just think we haven't had a midterm resignation in a long time. Um, and we certainly haven't had one in, in a modern, a modern time, which brings its own, its own set of complications where even if you've been through this kind of thing before your experience might not, might not apply. So, so yeah, again, just a, a really challenging experience, but I am proud of the way that this president and this cabinet has kept chugging along. And I'm optimistic that we're all committed to continue working until the day that another president takes office. And that is always good to hear, because at the very least, stability is an important part. As long as nothing's being burnt down and the angry mob isn't raging through the streets, we can at least be happy. Right. It, it would be, it would be a, a true disservice to the region to say, uh, to kind of throw our hands up and say, you know, this is this has been tough. Um, you know, we'll we'll just simply ride this out for the rest of the way. I think everybody's really committed to leaving uh, the next administration with something something grander than than we inherited. Yes, this is always the wonderful dream of doing what you want and leaving things a bit better. Are there any goals that you would like to see the next presidency pick up if you don't manage to put them in place? I think no matter how much progress we make um, with the intern program, and I think there's been a great deal of progress there, um, it's, it's, it's still going to require some work. Um, this thing isn't going to be perfect in two weeks. Uh, there's absolutely no way. Um, so... When, when platforms are up, I am going to be looking for someone who is mindful of that um, and has, has put aside some, some time and effort in their plans to, to make sure that, you know, maybe not guarantee that it's successful, um, but to give it everything it needs to reach its full potential, whatever that may be. The, the question of integration has always been one of those nagging ones. Everyone has a fixed idea, well, maybe not fixed in stone, but a certain idea of what integration means mm -hmm. and how to achieve it. And yet, plans to get it running almost always seem to come up against some significant issue. Is that because we're looking at integration wrong? I think integrations in... Uh, an issue and a function of government where um, it's tricky because the goalposts always move, right? You know, you grow, you change. Um, the people you're trying to attract change over time. Um, so it can never be perfect because when you make a bunch of progress, you then have to adapt to a new situation and new people. I think overall the, the goal is well understood. Um, we don't just want a huge nation states region. We want a large citizen body that um, 
not only are becoming better players, um, but that stay. Okay, so those are the two, the two big components: retention and development. Um, and where maybe we lose focus from time to time is the balance between the two. Yes, and and as Drake points out in the in the chat, that two years ago we were dreaming of the kind of stuff that we just do naturally now. Whenever uh, whenever a new citizen arrives. Absolutely. Now, this is an interesting point. Uh, here's an, uh, this is an interesting part of all this. What were your abs- What were your main intentions when it came to the the Ministry of Integration and now Rand's general CSO job, Minister Without Portfolio status? Um, I think that question would be better asked to him when you talk to him this weekend. Okay. Um, I, you know, am obviously familiar with the program and the goals, um, but haven't been involved in the day-to-day and certainly not in the extensive conversations that him and Rand have. I like the idea. I like that it's something that we're not currently doing. Uh, You know, we're not just trying to say we're doing this same thing, but just a little bit harder. I think it's really cool to get people coming in and out of, of different functions of government. Because, you know, some people show up and they're interested in foreign affairs because it's a natural thing to be interested in. If you're like if you're like me and you're into, you know, history and geography and current events and things like that. But there's not a real world correlation with it. Right. At least not at the assistant minister level. So I think there's value in having people moving around um, until they see what the correlation between their perceptions of what a ministry does beforehand and and what they are after they get to check them out. Yes, uh, certainly we'll be asking him about this when I have him under the spotlight on Saturday. Hopefully we'll be delving into in a a more balanced manner on (laughs) Sunday. The recent poll results will go into depth, but what was your general reaction yeah, just uh, we're talking about Calvin's poll or the mouse poll. I think uh, you guys, you guys, you guys did yes. a lot on the mouse poll. We did a lot on the mouse poll. What was your overall reaction to that? To the discussion or the poll? The poll. Mouse makes really good in-depth poll, in-depth polls, right? There's absolutely no arguing that point. Um, I think it took too long for it to be super relevant. You know, um, I mean, I'm I'm happy to answer more specific questions about it, um, but I didn't, you know, having it come out when it did, I didn't I didn't delve too deeply into it or think think too much on it. Yes, uh, the latest panda poll. How are you mm-hmm. feeling about those results? I think they're interesting, to tell you the truth. I still hate the one to ten criteria (laughs) and for those who've never heard me about it before let me just explain it again um a five or a seven um and especially a 10 or a zero don't mean the same thing to me as they mean to you um yes i know 10 is good and is better than nine and one is bad and worse than two sure but we all have a very specific idea of what it means when we put a six or a seven. 
and they're not similar. In the polls that I've run, I've tried to simplify things and I would pose the question, how satisfied are you with the performance of President Hem? Very satisfied, somewhat satisfied, unsure, somewhat unsatisfied, unsatisfied. And while it doesn't come out to a cool percentage point, it does give you a better idea of what people are thinking. Um, there's no ambiguity there. Um, so that's a big problem I see in a lot of the polls. Noto will tell you I'm dead wrong, and I may very well be, but I feel pretty strongly about that. Um, so in terms of the 0 to 10 rating, I don't read too much into that. The comments I do find particularly interesting. I see a lot of people, um, and, and there was some of this on Euro today, people are pushing for more, and I think that's a good thing. Um, I absolutely love that people are demanding a certain standard, but all I'm hearing is that they want more. More what? I don't know. We're on the right track, right? And we're even arguing a bit, which I was, you know, at least a little bit heartened by. Um, but it's not, it's not really constructive yet. We're not fully fleshing out what we're asking. Um, and I, I see that in a lot of the comments in the poll. And I also see a lot of um, comments that are wildly different. Some people think I'm a decent vice president, and some people think I'm the worst thing <laughs> that's ever happened to the region. So, um, you know, in terms of my personal ratings, um, the lowest the lowest of anyone polled, I believe. Yeah. Um, the vice presidency is really tricky, especially for polling. Um, Calvin will tell you this. Um, often, oftentimes, a vice president is polled based on how people have felt about their past performance. And, um, you know, my performance as a as uh, a government official in recent times probably merits a 5.43. Um, but I think I think I've done a little better than that as vice president. But, you know, people are people are welcome to feel that way. And I'm not sad about it. The, the, the position of vice president often does get, often does get the a uh, people often do state that the vice presidency is a very hard position to look good in. Mm, it, and, it is. It's exceptionally difficult to do and that. Yeah, people are still rather harsh on the poor beggar who's stuck in in the position. I mean, usually he he poll he would poll uh, lower than the president, but. I do see some comments that seem to expect a great deal more, which is a good thing, but I haven't seen that historically. Calvin points out, you know, polling as both chief of staff and vice president, there's extra layer of murky difficulty of less visible position. Yeah, I mean, there's no way you're going to poll well as a chief of staff unless you're like Ren and everyone knows you're brilliant, you know, and I, that's certainly not me. Um, and I'm also not going to pretend that I was the greatest chief of staff ever, you know, so I don't think I deserve shining numbers. Maybe better than 5.43, though. <laughs> yes. 
It is it is a question that when you had Trinian and bo- both Trinian and Hem in two positions, uh, a lot of people I expect were looking forward to a little bit of a little bit of Hem's signature shooting for the moon with all sorts of ver- all sorts of things that aren't a rocket sometimes. But and then you were in the chief of staff position, which was of course off to the side and under even more layers of well, no one's even looking there anymore. Mm. And then all the stuff that came up immediately after. It's not too surprising, but do you think there is anything that vice presidents and other ministers of our portfolio or the the general cabinet-level advisors can do to be more visible? For the VP, absolutely. Um, And I, I have been putting forward an effort to do that. This is the third time I've been on Mixler in the short time I've been vice president. Um, I'm preparing an address that I've been working on for a couple of days so that will be out soonish. I don't want to steal thunder from any of Hem's addresses, and with the short amount of time we have, that takes a bit of coordinating. So I think I've been making an effort to be visible because I think that's that's a big part of what the VP's job should be. Um, the president doesn't always have the time to do those things, and I think uh, people don't see that. Um, I think maybe I've never been all that involved in like the more social areas of euro or at least i haven't in several years um you know i don't usually play play the games i don't spend a ton of time in the republic square so that's maybe something i can be better make make a bigger effort to do when it comes to ministers without portfolio or chief of staff um, especially chief of staff position you know a lot of people view the president and the vp as uh, governing partners that's a dynamic that a lot of people have ran on. So you've kind of got two head cooks in the kitchen, right? And they both have to be visible. There's not a lot of room for a chief of staff to get in on that. I would say it's probably not a good idea to look at a chief of staff as a regular cabinet minister. A minister without portfolio can probably get away with more um, because you would expect that they're being assigned special projects. And while those usually take more time to hammer out, there's definitely more room for something that you can put out um, to the public. Um, as chief of staff, there's, there's very, very little that's for the public domain. That is a fair point. Lots of interesting positions that get taken up, and I suppose the main risk of making them a cabinet level is that then they have to do their job while under the scrutiny of not really being able to do anything that anyone sees. Right, and you you invite this. You obviously invite the scrutiny. Absolutely, the new po- the new polling polling station, effectively, uh, purely for polls. PSI, aren't they calling themselves? What's your opinion on them? I haven't looked at it. I'm dreading it a little bit, but it could turn out to be super awesome, right? Um, if I just, I would warn you, if, if you're going to be just polling, uh, Europeans are, are pretty critical of pollsters these days, and they, they, they should be. Um, and there's certainly poll fatigue uh, that you run into rather quickly, too quickly, I think. Better, be, better put in a, a pretty solid effort there. Uh, what do you feel? How do you feel about such initiatives of trying to create a single poll that media can work off, so we don't end up with a billion and one generic polls? 
Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I think the Organization for Independent Media should be fired back up. The active media outlets should work together um, to carve out territory. And, and you know, it, there's nothing wrong with asking the same question and definitely nothing wrong with asking the same question in a different way. Um, but the, the same cabinet performance poll, I mean, it's kind of bland to begin with. There's absolutely no reason to have more than one of those. Yes. What is, what is your opinion on committees? Within and, the Senate? And just just so that people are a little bit more clued in, uh, Raging Zen Master is absolutely against committees, and I like to make jokes about it. So, how do you feel about committees? In the Senate. In the Senate. If, if there's a special project um, that would benefit from having only, you know, three people working on it, I can see the value in that. Um, I can see the value in having a committee on Senate reform, um, where we talked about last time we talked um, how I think that some fundamental changes to the Senate could probably be made to ensure its longevity and usefulness to the region um, in the future. Um, and I also noted that I don't think anybody has any very good ideas on that. So it, it would be kind of cool to have a standing committee of a few people that, that puts aside some of their time to do that. It really depends on, on what they're looking to do, and it depends on how big the committee is, right? I mean, if it's, if it's bigger than three people, the Senate's already a pretty small body to begin with. So you have to be able to justify splitting the conversation away from an already small group in order for it to make sense. Uh, thank you. That was a very detailed and very interesting response. And thank you very much for triggering our RZM. Uh, moving on towards the rest of your term, how do you... Do you have any concerns about any of the ministries or even the Senate or just any part of European society at this point in the lead well, up to you... the next election? You know I have a lot of worries about European society. Um, <laughs> yes. I am a little worried that, you know, I've, I've been encouraging people to fight, um, and maybe I didn't, you know, qualify my statements as well as I should have. Um, I think conflict is a good thing. Um, but the reason I think it's a good thing is because if you and I are completely straight with each other about what we think, and we put it all out there, then we understand each other better and all that information can lead to the best solution that we can collectively come up with. Um, so if, if you're pulling your punches and then behind the scenes saying this to this person and that to that person, that's not particularly constructive, right? And it's not constructive for us to be talking at each other um, when we could be talking to each other or to have our first instinct be to twist around each other's words. Um, I think we have to say what we mean all the time. And we're not quite there. But I, I sh probably shouldn't be too critical because we're fighting more um, and that makes me happy. Uh, throw them to the lions. In terms of the government, in FA we have a major a major thing coming up and you know it, it I doubt it will be complete 
completely complete by the end of the term. I want to I want to be certain that we're leaving that as nailed down as it possibly can be. So there there are still some things up in the air. Brunhild's doing a tremendous job. She's working really hard. So, you know, that's something that I'm very mindful of and hoping that I can be as big of a help with as I reasonably can. Yes, FA is definitely another one of those positions that's hard to hard hard to make visible unless people are actually involved in it closely. Mm-hmm. But Brunhilde has done a particularly marvelous job at keeping it in the public eye without just throwing out all sorts of juicy details about what's going on. It's it's not easy to to be thrown into that position either because it seems to me that every every minister of foreign affairs is utilized differently and has different skill sets you know you can't have nes every time and people who aren't nes shouldn't try to be so that it takes it takes some some planning on the part of a president and and their minister to to make the most of what they do well and what brunhill does well is is getting her point across um, and doing it quickly. And I know that she is driven by a desire to do a really good job. Um, so it's been it's been great having her on the team. And she's she's really become a, a foreign policy advisor in her own right. You know, in the same way, I'm not Renner NES, neither is she. But but she is capable, and she's in that job for a reason. Um, and. I think the the DTC is a really big deal and it's really important and she's made that an emphasis of her work and I think that's something that this administration and her specifically can be very proud of. Yeah, so well, I suppose we have the recent the recently concluded your Olympics. <laughs> Did you feel that went off well? Yeah, as well as as well as any other festivals do. I don't put much stock in the uh the run-of-the-mill festivals. Um, I think that when you have something like the Olympics going is going on, um, not having a festival is a missed opportunity. I think they can be used as uh, when when we talked before. Uh, I talked about how you know we haven't done a great job of instilling uh, European values and European history and identity uh, into a newer generation. I think festivals are an opportunity to do some of that. And we do have examples of how those went well. I believe it was the 50th Senate Festival. Mm-hmm. Did, a partic- yeah. did a pretty good job of getting across. It certainly was a lot of fun. It certainly was a, fun, a lot of fun seeing people uh, to legislate that hem is officially a potato. <laughs> Never forget, folks, hem is officially a potato. Though, of course, you have said that you have no intention for running for any elected office in the near future due to real-life commitments. Yeah. Is there any position that, above all others, you would like to fill? I would love to be Grand Admiral again, but I can't. Um, <laughs> I, I I bought a cheap laptop, and uh, it just doesn't afford me the speed I need to be running or even really participating in military missions right now. I think every good Grand Admiral needs a break, and I think WL is going to need a break. You know, you saw towards the end of some of my good streaks in that office and at the end of cracks where some fresh blood would be would be helpful. Um, and if needed, they could take, take over again later. I, I'd really like to do that. Um, it's something I have time for. Um, updates I can do, but technologically I just can't. And like you said, uh, my job's pretty crazy. I mean, I've, I'm consistently working between 11 and 13 hours every day. So while I am 
kind of chomping at the bit to get a ministry of my own here. I don't want to be irresponsible. And the last thing I want to do is set myself up, have to resign a, a position again, because I don't think I don't think I deserve any patience in that area anymore. If I say I'm going to do it at this point, I better fucking do it, you know? Um, and I, I think that's too big of a chance to take. Yes. Very sound logic there. And it would be it would be interesting to see USGA again, especially given how much the gameplay side has changed since the last time. And boy, has it changed a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um but I think we can we can play a part in, in getting some of that some of that competition, some of that activity back. Um because, you know, even if def- if Defenderdom is hurting, if they don't have anything worthwhile to defend against, obviously that's not going to get any better. Um, and raiding won't be fun again if we just uh, continue a trend to doing it the way that, that the hardcore raiders do. I think if we rediscover some stealth raiding, um, it makes naval service more fun. Um, it's a better product. I know it is. Like, I, if you disagree with me, like, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to move on that. Um <laughs> you know, th- th- there there was a time when we were winning awards from defenders. Um, one of my terms as Grand Admiral, we won the Blackbird Award uh, as part of the annual FRA awards, which were a pretty big deal in the game. And we we won for best raider organization, not because we were the biggest, but because we were the best at what we do, and we put a, a great emphasis on on excellence um, where others did not, and and others continue not to. Um, we can. There's no reason we can't still do that. You have spoken before about your opinion of how the European society and culture have changed over time, uh, particularly with regards to the ability to debate and just disagree with each other. Mm-hmm. Do you believe it can go back to a friendly, healthy debate without causing a major ru- ruckus? Yeah, I mean, there might be some growing pains. Um <laughs> But I I don't think it's unreasonable to say to people, you know, put up or shut up. Don't just gripe on Discord or Skype. Let's if you got a problem, let's talk about it. Because you're not you're not affecting any positive change by grumbling behind the scenes. Um and if you're not interested in affecting any positive change, well, you're just kind of an asshole then, aren't you? <laughs> you know, there there's no value in that. There is value in hotly debating an issue. You know, this place is in this community is important to so many of us. Um, and that's very evident. Um, if our disagreements stem from that, um, there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to continue to work together. Even, even when these disputes are taking place. Okay. I think a couple more questions and we can wrap up for the evening. Cause it has been almost three quarters of an hour. If people were absolutely willing and capable of getting on Mixler, who would you most like to see interviewed? Oh, I wish I had time to think about this before. I think a lot of us just want to hear what writing legend sounds like. Uh, yes, that is. I don't know if he'd have anything really interesting to say, but it would be it would be a novelty that I would be really interested in hearing. This is, I guess, this is like a boring old guy answer. I'd love to hear um, Lexus come on and, and tell us what he thinks about what Europia looks like today um, and, and tell us some stories from the glory days. Um, he was uh, a role model for me. Um, my generation coming up, every president wanted to be him and, and live up to him. He was just kind of a giant. And, uh, you know, he, 
he was no longer active when this platform came up. So it would be interesting to hear hear a back and forth with him. <laughs> yes, uh, I do remember your speech at his ovation, which was which was very interesting and definitely a good window into the past. Yeah, and I was glad to be able to return the favor um, because after my first elected term as president, he published an article that was um, very complimentary and meant meant a great deal to me coming from him. Um, I vote, and I always wanted to be able to return the favor as best I could. Uh, so I was I was really happy to have the opportunity to post that speech. All right, I think one final thing, and this is this is a slightly more on a, your opinion and on technical opinion as well. We've seen a bit of discussion a few times now as to what the purpose of the EBC is and what sort of articles they should be putting out, or whether it should be purely governmental news or if they should be commenting on all sorts of stuff. Well, what do you view as the EBC's hunting grounds, effectively? Um, well, from from a practical standpoint, in practice, it's uh, usually been whatever we can accomplish at that given time. The EBC has gone through drastic swings in capacity and activity um, throughout the years. Um, so, you know, there have been times where uh, we overdid it both ways. I don't think it has to be monolithic by any means. Um, and I, while it is a government, a, a government-run media outlet. It certainly shouldn't be an echo chamber. It wouldn't be worth reading if it if it was just you know rainbows and butterflies about how great everything is. There should be it, it can be a conduit for debate, and I think it should be. Um, but it can it can also have fun stuff in it. We've done game reviews, but I think we the the primary problem isn't usually what kind of content we put out. It's how difficult it is to get any content out. Um, and there's two schools of thought there. There are folks that think that having a bunch of people working on one article is a really good thing. Um, and one that I sort of subscribe to, which is that it slows things down. And it, it's probably it's not one way all the time. But I don't I don't see why it would be difficult to take an hour and write an article by yourself. I don't really get that. You know, the the group editing should should be for new new writers. Not not for all articles, and I think that if you're if you're doing a poll through the EBC, that you need a team to dig through the data and write the analysis. Then the poll is is too doesn't have a narrow enough focus. Um, and and like some other people said, we can put stuff out that doesn't need to be so time sensitive. It doesn't have to be the CNN of Europia. We don't have a. I don't think there's a demand for that. I think it's a good place to discuss further uh, larger ideas that come up in the course of the debates that we have and the events that occur um, that might have been overlooked in, in the ensuing discussion. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that has been 50 minutes, and I do think it is time to wrap this up. Any last words to the crowd before we bow out? I wish you guys had more to talk about than like how tight somebody's body is, Calvin. <laughs> I was really excited to answer your questions. <laughs> Who would you say has the tightest body in Europe? Hard to say. Not everyone has responded to the faces thread, right? <laughs> oh, are you willing to take some questions? Yeah, yeah, fire away. Hem, how big is the censorship conspiracy in this administration? Um, I'm a. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> 
I'm assuming that's a tongue-in-cheek reference to the debate um, head in response to his um, response to Euro Today. Um, I think that Hem's words were deliberately twisted right away. Personally, I don't think that Euro Today or media that's put out by the government should serve as a platform for opponents of the administration to have in in unrebutted to have their unrebutted say i don't think you know certainly i know that wasn't your intention carrot to to have an unbalanced conversation you had who was on in the future i think you know obviously calvin and noto are people who are going to be very critical um and it might help to have someone else jump on to give give the other view viewpoint hem never ever ever asserted that these that discussion can't happen okay so i know it was a tongue-in-cheek comment but i think it's important to say yes it it, it does go back and forth as to the intentions on both sides and probably a lot of misinterpretation i don't think i don't think for a second that you had any agenda um do i think it's kind of silly to say that uh noto doesn't have an intention to come on a mixler show and be critical of course he does that's his that's his motivation for literally everything he does (laughs) okay and and he he loves being able to grumble that's not a criticism it's just the reality of it um so yeah uh rzm that's shin by the way for people listening he still has an old tag there so for the past uh, week what's the one thing a newcomer should know that's a, a really good question actually um they should know that it's not entirely clear who is going to be the next president of Europia um, and that we have a very important election coming up um, and they should start getting to know figures in the region and talking to other people about the things that they want to see out of the next administration um, so they will be prepared to uh, take in the platforms and the discussions um, and make an informed vote. Calvin, what do you think is the biggest impact this impact of this term? <laughs> region? Okay. I, I think, what do you think the biggest impact Hem has had on this term or on the, this term on the region? I think it's his leadership that, you know, um, like, like I said before, transition wasn't seamless. Um, big challenges, ongoing challenges, um, but they would have been worse um, if we didn't have a guy with such a vast wealth of experience and a level head that Hem does. Um, if it was me, I probably would have cracked skulls a little harder. Um, and to his to his immense credit, he did not. Um, and I think um, while there have been problems, he's navigated them as best as someone could. And I think a lesser a lesser leader would have done a poor job of that, and you would have seen a lot more disruption. Yes. Ah, from Drac, we have, will Hem run for re-election? Uh, I don't know. We've, um, I asked him the question uh, a couple weeks ago, and I kind of assumed that the answer was no, but I haven't got a solid answer yet. I think if you talk to multi-term presidents, the answer to the question, do you want to be president again, is always going to be yes. Um, But I I expect we'll be talking about that uh, very soon, and I hope that he makes the decision that is is best for him. Will Carrot be nominated GA? I hope not. Why? You would be be fantastic at it. You know all... You know your... (laughs) We've had this discussion before. I know, but (laughs) it would be fantastic. Right. Which current platform or other item do you think will have the biggest impact on the upcoming election? I don't know the answer to that question, Niccolo, because oftentimes the European people choose an issue that I think is far less important. 
Um, I think that um, our external strategy, and that is our foreign affairs and our, our military as a part of that, um, are going to be moving forward and what kind of statements we're going to be making on the world stage. Um, and recently, you've seen presidential candidates um, not even afford the symbolism of putting external strategy at the top of their platform, um, which is odd to me. I think it's the biggest and most challenging job that a president has, and it's how I pick who I vote for. Um, so if, it, if I had my choice, it would be um, for somebody to tell me what they see as the role um, Europia should be playing in the world, um, and that they understand what needs to be done in order to make that a reality. Um, but it will probably be something about the CSO, and I'll want to blow my head off. <laughs> Well, I'm not seeing any more questions, so I think now would be a good time to wrap up. Sounds good. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you very much for having this chat with me, CSP. Uh, any any time. I really, really enjoy these. I like get giddy in the in the uh, <laughs> lead up to them. So. Well, hopefully we'll have many more, and hopefully your show will be in the set up in the way you want it soon. Here's to hoping. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Cheerio, folks. Stay safe and have a pleasant evening.